ladles and jelly spoons. Welcome to truth, love, and peace. Pressing all these appropriate buttons so I can get to that one and make that fan turn off. Yes, Yay. here we are. Emily Dillon, welcome. Truth, love, and peace, episode number 36. And we are here in the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, an undisclosed location. We call it the Boingo Dome. The Boingo Dome. Yeah, two men enter, one man leaves. <laughs> like it. Mm. So, buttons pressed and all that good stuff. Everything's recording. All that. Uh, so, I'm going to get on here and share this on Facebook. Okay. And we're going to start, while I'm doing that, with uh, with the appropriate plugs. Of course, truthloveandpeace.com. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check that out. But I think the biggest plug is for those of you catching this live or catching this prior to April 6th, at the back porch, mm -hmm. you will be headlining. So let's start there. Tell us about that show. Give us the rundown while I'm doing this on Facebook. Well, it's been a long time. I've been, I kind of took a break from the comedy for a little while and uh, I feel really good. The back porch is where I started and sort of, I'd say it's it's the home, the home comedy uh, venue. And Your so, home field. Yeah, it's, 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 it's home. So yeah, um, yeah, doing that. Going to be headlining on Friday the 6th. It's going to be at 9.30. Show starts uh, with my good friends Tiffany Davis. She's from Mobile. Mm -hmm. And also our little local darling, Olivia Searcy. Yay! Yeah, Olivia's, she rocks. As does Tiffany. I haven't seen Tiffany in four years. I saw her at the Mary Widow last week. You did? I did. I found oh, out she was going to be on the bill. Oh, I didn't yeah. want to spill the beans. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. She killed that. it, didn't she? Yeah, she's it was good. She kicks ass. I love Tiff. I haven't seen her in four years. Back when I did a show with her in um, out in Pritchard, we did a big, it did one, and that was, I mean, I was terrified. <laughs> in Pritchard, I, <laughs> I mean, imagine. I'm, well, I'm from Maine, so you know that's where they make white people, and uh, <laughs> so it was it was really cool. Everybody was very very cool. Then, in fact. Uh, at the end of the night, one of my favorite things that has ever happened to me in my entire life was this lady comes up to me and says, I mean, every, I was, it was me. I was, it was, I was myself, it was myself and one other female comic who was there. We were white. Everybody else was black, which for me, this girl from Maine who, you know, first time I saw black people was the Cosby show. And then we had a couple in high school and, you know, their mom was white. So, you know, but, um. And then I became a Navy wife, so that was, that's, you know, I just got, you know, and then I got in, introduced to the different types of folks, I mean, from all over. But going to Pritchard, even my black friends are like, man, you don't want to go to Pritchard. I'm, and I went, and I did my show, or our show, and it was fantastic. Everybody was so welcoming, and they had such a good time. And at the end of the show, this lady comes up to me, and she goes, you know what? She's like, you're pretty funny for a white lady. I'm like, oh my God, thank you. I was just so honored. It was, I'm ridiculous, but it was just, I felt so good that I got to make these people happy, you know? What it's, do you mean by these people, right? No, yeah. that's the, all of everyone there. It was cool. Sorry. That's the beauty. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ramble on by all means. It's the beauty of comedy is uh, it transcends a lot of barriers. Mm -hmm. Laughter is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, it'll throw a few up if people are ready to do it. Some people are ready with their hammer to just throw up the barriers. I'll tell mm. you. There's a there's a lot of defense mechanisms that go on, and mm. there's a lot of there's a lot of reasoning behind that. There's a lot of layers to why people get defensive. I think, but 
thankfully, laughter is one of the things. Laughter and music. I've, mm. I've always been a big part of my world for that reason. Absolutely. Breaking down barriers all day long. I know it. Pritchard, I can't imagine trying oh, no. to be funny. It was, funny it was awesome. Pritchard. It was so much fun. My first thought is like the Apollo, uh, like the 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 crowd at the Apollo was always known to be there to to weed out the weak oh, link. Yeah. Like they're not they're as much there to be entertained as they are to ruin your night if you're not entertaining. Yeah, I, and Alfred's told me some of the other comedians in Mobile have told me how. Oh, he was there. So, Alfred was there. Oh yeah. man, I would be so scared. I'd be so scared. No, he was. He was very supportive. Oh, Alfred's awesome. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's a good dude. There's a lot That's of great, great. people, man. There's a, this whole community, the whole comedy community, because here I am, and I know there's a lot of other people that are from not from here. I, I mean, I came down here from well, not originally from, but I was a Navy wife, and so I ended up trans. We um, PCS here, so permanent change of station. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that with all of the acronyms because I know none of them. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a few acronyms I will leave out since we're live. The on military things. ones. Yeah. The military ones. Yeah, no, we, we, we just basically moved here. We were stationed in Hawaii. We moved here. And soon after we got here, I got a divorce. So one of the things that I wanted to, I always wanted to do was to be a comedian. Like my whole entire life. I found footage of me doing stand-up in my bedroom, doing horrible Pee Wee Herman impressions when I was 11 years old. Nice. I know. Yeah, I could still do it, but I won't. <laughs> I, we all did that scene in Walk in the Bar. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's good memories. So I come here, and I get to join. I, I decided to go and do the stand-up. You know, a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, you still want to be a comedian? I'm like, yeah, why not? So it was actually my buddy Paul Salcedo. He's uh he was gonna do it with me, but he chickened out, and so I went that night and I did my thing. And the local guys, you know, all the local comics were there, and I got up and they I, I did my shtick, and they they loved it. They came up to me. They're like, "That was your first time." I said, "Yeah, man." They're like, "Girl, you got it." I said, "I know. I just needed somewhere to put it." <laughs> so no no arrogance there. Just you know, I just I don't I don't give a shit. Get. I just want to make people happy. Yeah. Because so much crap happens to you in life. Mm-hmm. And you got to turn that shit into sugar, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was, it was, I was mortified. I was just, I was, I didn't know what to do with myself after the divorce because it's, my kid it was the first summer that my kids went to their dad and I'd never been without them and I didn't know what to do. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do with myself? You know, I'm not a drinker. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. So I started doing comedy, and it's better than Coke, from what I've heard. I haven't even done that. (laughs) (laughs) It is addictive. It is an awesome rush. I can definitely empathize with that. Ever since the first time I did it, I'm right there with you. I got hooked, too. um, Man, there's just so much about the first time being on a microphone and how hard it is to get over that hurdle. Uh, And I don't think it's arrogant to say that that you can accomplish something, you know. Um, It's... I think everybody has a natural amount of funny. The har- I think the harder part is is getting up the gumption to do it in public. And right? finding the yeah, and or finding the people that well, like I tell people that the number one rule of comedy, they're like, how do you get up there? How do you do that? You seem so comfortable on the mic. You gotta not give a shit what people think of you. Yeah, it that's a hard thing to know? get over. Well, it, none of it matters. By the, right. you know, you, by the time you hit the dirt. People are going to forget you five minutes later. Sure. So who gives a shit? Just go out and have a good time. As long as you're not hurting people and you're not being hateful, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And anyone who's going to have a bad opinion of you, that's their issue. It's not yours. 
malicious you know, being harmful, but that's yeah. Not the point. Like shouldn't shouldn't have that you know, intention. I, just, I agree. Oh man, it's so good. It's, it was very cathartic. I mean, Maybe I yeah, man, yeah. and at the expense of my ex-husband, which I don't do those anymore because you know things are better now. But yeah. um, uh, but God, it helped. It was a lot cheaper than a than a therapist. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so you just get to keep. No, oh, you just 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 keep rolling, man. I've never thought of comedy from that angle, but it is. Uh, it, it's a big part of who we are is that we, we want to persuade people to agree with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that sounds like a, a lot of, uh, a lot of what, what was, was working for you is being in a situation where you could go and, and find a place to, to vent, mm-hmm. but get that feedback, you know, from not having that normal support network. Exactly. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, cause I mean, a lot, everyone's bent. Every single person that walks in the door has had a shitty day. Yeah. And it's my job, this is how I, I don't, some people get upset when the audience doesn't laugh at them and they blame the audience and mm-hmm. I don't believe, that's just me, but I don't believe that that's the case. I mean, some people are jerks, but you get, if you, it's all about product placement, you know, if mm-hmm. you go up and you cater to an audience, you do your jokes and they don't respond the way you want them to, you're not the right product for what they need, you know? Yeah. You're not the right comedian for them. That doesn't mean you're a bad comedian. It just means you weren't the right piece for that puzzle. Yeah, I, I take it a step further and say, I totally agree, but I think for a lot of comedians, there's a way for them to alter their delivery Absolutely. that can speak to a different yes. crowd. Yeah, those are the pros, man. Yeah. My, my, um, I call her my fairy god comic, Caroline Picard. She, um, I don't recognize that name. Oh, you should. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you need to I add feel her like pay I should. attention. <laughs> Caroline Picard. Yes, Caroline Picard. Caroline. She is the Cajun queen. And is is this someone that's been around for a while? Well, yeah, yeah. She she does the um, she does the carnival cruises now. Um, but she came out on my show once when I had I had a show at the Jellyfish three four three years ago. Yeah. It went for about three years. Um, and I had all kinds of different people come through from all over the country. And it was so amazing, and everybody loved it out there. And we had a lot of fun. But I met Caroline, and she she's older. I mean, she's in her 60s. She's about 20 years older than I am, maybe a little bit more. But she is absolute proof that the, the great thing about comedy is there's no age limit. Yeah. I mean, absolutely none. And her perspective on life from her generation is kick ass and she could speak to everyone so that's what and she what she told me was like you need to sit back you need to go in beforehand and you need to read the room you need to pay attention to who's in the room before you go up there you don't just go up there and do your cookie cutter set you got to know who you're talking to and because i made that mistake once and it (laughs) was really bad and that's where i'm gonna leave that one but um, it was a really bad. Like I was gonna never tell another joke my the rest of my life, which I would might as well just jump in a hole because, <laughs> please. But uh, yeah, she's she's incredible. There's a lot of great people, man. Caroline Picard. Yeah, you gotta. If you need to add her, you need to add her. Oh well, well, give us some other favorites of yours. Favorites. Um, well, I've heard of a lot of comics, so the fact that you toss one out there that I don't know or haven't—well, she doesn't of, come through here. She came through here, did my show, and that was it. No, I'm talking like 
I've been following comedy and listening to it on the radio and mm-hmm. watched Seeking Out specials and stuff for a long time. So I've been a fan. And well, it's great to have one snuck by, like new, fresh stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Who well, else do you like? Um, well, folks, like the guys that I've had on my show, I love uh, John McClellan. He's up. In, he's out of New York, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He's kick ass. Um, Doug Ganey is one of my favorites. He's he comes through here. Doug Doug Kenny is. Yes. I was at the back porch. Yeah, that was the show that we yeah. met at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah thank you by our... the way, Doug. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, the kids call him Step Doug because he Doug was actually the one that helped me with my show at the Jellyfish. Oh yeah, he was my first nationally touring comic that. I say nationally touring. What an asshole. Um, <laughs> no, he's the first real comic that I had on my show and it helped me to get my show bumped up from just, hey, we're going to have a couple of local guys to give me more money. We'll do uh. Yeah. And so he was instrumental in that and he helped me tremendously with like, look, these are the rules of the, com- you know, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. The the actual logistics of doing a show, not just a go up, be funny. Right, right. He helped me to understand like, when business. well, sort of, but more like when you're hosting a show and Tony knows this. Tony Burkett knows this very well. You get up there, you get the crowd going, and then depending on the energy of each following comic, you have to bring, you've got to bring the energy to a certain level. You can't have the people too hyped for the next guy because then you kind of ruin his thunder. Oh. See what I mean? You got to yeah, keep yeah. that. You just got to keep it level. And that I didn't think about that in the beginning, and and you know, Doug and others. I mean, Anthony Torino, he's out of Texas. Anthony's brilliant. Um, and Bobby Henline, they came through. Bobby's the burnt comic. He's doing all kinds of stuff for the Wounded Warriors and the... What's he doing now? Bobby's doing a... Uh, I can't remember. Another... I could look it up, but that would be as holy end of me. Mm. Anyway. You can. Freedom something. I don't know. But, it, I mean, everything he does is trying to help. We can add it to the comments brethren. later. You don't have yeah, to look throw it, it in there. Whatevs. We get the names in there. That's a good start. Yeah. Somebody, um, somebody's watching. They can toss it in there if they know. Yeah. Somebody is. Who's watching? Yeah, we've got a couple people in there. We can look and see if there are any comments before this other phone dies. Cool. <laughs> um, because this little phone is going to die. I'm just shortly. yammering here. No, that's good. That's that's most of what we're doing. Oh, whoa! Keep going, man. <laughs> Nothing like jacking yes. things up, man. It works. It works. Oh God! I did. My friend Robin Howard. She's this old who made me laugh so hard. I was rushed to the ER to oxygen. I was in the hospital for a week. It is true. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I was reading this, comments. Yeah, you, you go right ahead. You got them. You you tell us. Okay, my friend. Okay, I have. This is, well, she's one of my, I call it, she's my CML sister. Um, go ass face, go. <laughs> I have a, I was diagnosed in 2016, end of 2016 with leukemia. Okay. With chronic myelogenous leukemia. Um, it's the same kind that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has. So, yeah, yeah okay. now we have something else in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it's chronic. And I'm doing very well with it. You take a, it's a, it's a mutation. I mean, the jokes are just, there are just so many jokes there. It's a chromosomal mutation. Um, and basically it creates this new chromosome called the Philadelphia chromosome. And so I'm sort of like a Down syndrome kid and an X-Men, you know, it's, and meet in the middle and my superpower is I can see what my kids are doing behind me. So, you know, <laughs> um, but 
I can also fly and I don't die. So there's that. It's really great. <laughs> so I take a pill every night. I'll take the flying. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at, you crackhead? My kid is in the other room. Um, yeah, so uh, I take a pill every night. And as long as it works, I'll be all right to a degree. Um, it does have some side effects. Uh, so I don't have problems because of the cancer. I have problems because of the chemo. So it's like pick your poison, which really sucks. sucks. Yeah. But I joined, um, I joined a Facebook group. There's mm-hmm. about 4,000 of us worldwide. And we just share information about CML. And um, anyone who would uh, like to donate to LLS.org, the uh, Lymphoma Leukemia Society. LLS.org. Yeah, Lima Lima Sierra. LLS.org. Those are military letters, Compton. I don't don't do military stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a great shot and I I love my guns. I do not do military (laughs) stuff. Sorry. Yeah, I got a Rolodex full of military stuff anyway. Which is weird because I've got a Marine flag. Do you really? Yeah. Why? Is your dad a Marine? No. No. You just like Marines? Compton, Once upon a time. Maybe. Once upon a time. a little bit? Once upon a time. That was an eighth You like to shoot, move, communicate, huh? <laughs> See, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is. I feel like, if anything, I was the Eddie Izzard version of, of uh, you know. Oh, yeah. What, the uh... <laughs> Running, jumping, climbing. Oh, putting on makeup. Putting on makeup. <laughs> <laughs> climbing trees. God, Eddie Izzard dressed to kill is one of the best comedy specials of all time. Yes, it is. You mm. know how I was introduced to him? No. One of my best friends, actually, yeah, one of my best friends from high school, her husband said, Emily, you've got to watch this comedian. He looks just like you did in high school. (laughs) Yeah, Dan Dunkel. (laughs) Oh, man. Yep, yep. And I did, and I fell in love with him. I'm like, so, yeah. I love it because he's got brains. I like brains. I like brains. I can understand that. <laughs> the chemo's getting to me, right? So, uh, we were answering the question, and yes. you were telling the story of leukemia. Oh, so Robin, I, God, now I completely. Yeah. Welcome to Captain Tangent's <laughs> monkey circus. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully we'll keep each other on track. So it, apparently, <laughs> since there's some people on here and some people making comments, we can see all that. So if you want to turn this into an AMA of just bombarding Emily with questions, I am happy to host that parade. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll answer anything. I may not answer would, it truthfully. I would love to see where that goes. So I would gladly be involved in that. How many licks does it take to get to the center of uh, never business? <laughs> but we know a guy you can call. Yeah. Well, maybe one or two. <laughs> <laughs> hey Soph, how you doing? That Soph would be my kid. Yeah, she's over there, over there. Um, Pointing at people with salad utensils. I am with my itchy, my itchy. Uh... So, yeah. So Robin, yeah, I made her laugh. I did my. Uh, I got dressed up at Halloween like my boss, Miss Barbara. Uh, I do. I'm an insurance commercial insurance agent uh, by day. Mm-hmm. And my superhero is being a comedian. Oh, and a mom. Um, so, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's the cancer, really, I promise. <laughs> uh, so, I dressed up like her one day and for Halloween. And it turned into, she had the black curly hair and the great big gla- black glasses with the, with the rhinestones on and big red lipstick. And the long Cruella de Vil cigarettes and the fingernails and the bling on all of her clothes. And I go into work and, and I 
Damn it! I ended up winning a hundred bucks for the for the Halloween thing, and 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 it just turned into this character, Maria Bagaduccio. <laughs> so I was talking like Maria Bagaduccio, and it was wonderful. It was fabulous. So me and Maria, we start doing this thing. Well, I sent a video. I posted a video on the Facebook. You know the Facebook, right? Yeah, the face, where the kids were all talking. Well, now they're not talking anymore. They're going to the Snapchat and the Instagram. I don't know what that's about because you can't talk. You're just looking at pictures and people talking bullshit about a picture with a bunch of hashtags. What's with the pound signs? With these kids got to quit pounding everything. Oy. Anyway, so, which is funny because Maria Bagaduccio just turned into <laughs> Maria Bagaduchenstein. So, I did this video and Robin, who also has CML, mm-hmm. and she's had a couple of other health problems because if you have other comorbidities with it it can really kick your ass um luckily my only comorbidity is i'm fat and obnoxious that's one actually one um <laughs> but she ended up laughing so hard she had an asthma attack so bad that her husband took her to the emergency room and she ended up going into the icu Man. which was a blessing because she had a pleural effusion which is like water that collects on your lungs so mm. i saved a life i saved a life yeah 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 i drowned her from the inside man from the inside out mm. wow hi robbie she Holder. laughed so hard she <laughs> pulled her lung away from her from her, her, her lungs. and if anybody basically. knows about lungs it's me all right oh do tell i know all about lungs <laughs> my lungs are yeah. just, they're so i can breathe underwater for like a week it's fantastic <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I'm a little late to the joke because I thought we were actually going to have a conversation about lungs there for a second. Mm, lungs, really, real lungs. Well, yeah, because I have like I know some things about that. Like, fucking Robin. Thoracic surgeon. Thoracic. Anyway, yeah. No, I like not, guys. Im- not important. So Robin has actually put that comment. I think I saw that comment somewhere else that uh, you and I were both involved in the same post. So no, I think that kills. Two of my questions with one stone. Which was? Uh, which was how you put somebody in the ER. Yeah, I did. Because I'm pretty sure that's the same woman. Yes, it is. It is. But she does it to me, too. Sophie knows that mm. Robin has put something on my page. When I laugh so uncontrollably, throw my head back, I go, fucking Robin. <laughs> Don't I? Every time. It's insane. Yeah. It's madness, I tell you. Madness. So, from someone who... Steve Bowman is watching. Hello, Steve. Yes, welcome. Are you with your lovely girlfriend? I'm quite pleased that you've met her. She's gorgeous. And she has big boobies, which I'm told you like. Hmm. I don't know who that is, but we should tag him. Oh, he's on it. So <laughs> so we can see this is about to die, and that's pointless for me yeah, to look at. Yeah, just like my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Are there any other questions in the, in the comments that you wanna, want to, to answer? Before none. Before I start tossing real questions, go toss them at me. I don't have any real questions. So if you turn the AC down, I'm I'm a little heated over here. So is the camera. The camera's getting hot, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. I was about to ask you a super serial question, and then I uh, thought better of it, just (laughs) because we don't have to go there. You can, if you want to. Um, Who did I vote for? No, <laughs> no let's not. I don't no. want to get my ass. Kicked. I was going to ask you about the uh, the chemo treatments. Yeah. You know, you were talking about the the side effects of the chemo, and I oh. can't I can't imagine. I am a big advocate uh, for people that know me um, mm-hmm. 
of plant medicines. You know, I keep up with MAPS, which is one of the programs Rick Doblin does about um, using MDMA for PTSD. And there's a lot of scientific research. Stop with the letters. I can't spell that. Whatever. Those are military letters. Yeah. Um, so, yes. I remember when my grandfather said, I would rather just not know because I don't want to go through chemo. Yeah. So I wonder what it's like to, to take all that stuff and see at the same time the, the horizons of what the future of those treatments look like. It would, be, it would be nice. It's funny because we have on our website, on our CMO website, there's a lot of, hey man, try the weed, try the weed, do the art. Yeah, it's, it's got to be, that's shitty. So just say that is well, shitty advice. Well, it isn't just, no, but people are legitimately using the stuff. It's not going to cure it. That's horseshit. Right. It's that's... not going to friggin' cure. Not this guy. It might. I don't know. Maybe it's some miracle cancer. And I don't know enough to be able to actually, you know, I don't know enough. I'm not a friggin' doctor. I just know I'm that. I'm not a doctor either. I, I strongly believe that marijuana mm-hmm. helps with side effects. Sure. No question. No question whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't do it because I've got an insurance license and three kids in the state of Florida. And I've just never been into. You know, but I'm not against it. Um, let me tell you, if my shit starts hurting bad enough, I'll do it. Sure. Um, but I do know that a lot of my friends that have more severe side effects to the chemo, they have very positive results using like the Rick Simpson oil. Rick Simpson, it is Rick Simpson, right? Charlotte's Web. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know about that one. Charlotte's Web is the one that I use. Is it? The CBD oil. Uh, was it Bart Simpson oil? Homer Simpson oil? No, that's just the bottom of the beer glass, right? <laughs> um, well, there are also other <laughs> natural medicines. like um, We have a viewer in Australia right now. She's one of my CML sisters. Oh, yeah? She's like, you're too bad to feel the side effects from the chemo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Who gives a shit, right, real? <laughs> I don't know Sorry. that much about chemo. Uh, the chemo drugs. Is it a uh, weight-dependent dosage? Like to if it is, I need to take the whole bottle. I was gonna say. Yeah, I, I can yeah, imagine that's that a lot would of chemo. Really suck for some people. I'm a chemo foe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, two pentafilia effects. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know they just kind of with this stuff. They just kind of try it and see. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, like I started, the particular medicine I'm on is that guy looks like he could shred a bass guitar. Hmm. Yeah, he's like Jesus and Braveheart had a kid. No bass guitar, tuba, and Braveheart. How do you shred a tuba? <laughs> I'll show you. How do you shred a tuba? than I do. Oh yeah. My buddy? Yeah, he's got the he's yeah, he's got the hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. has a PhD in tuba performance. So he said tuba doctor? Yeah, he is. Literally. Doctor Blow? Is that what they call it? Literally. It should be. Yeah. Doctor Blow. That's Yeah, my mom bought me a shirt when I was in high school that said tuba player's tongue lower and deeper. Your mother did. Yeah. Tell me about your mother, Compton. She knows she knows tuba players shred harder than bass players. Ah, uh, yes. I used to be 
What's that? Uh, we have an upright. Up. Upright base. Down at base. Boom, 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 boom. Then we got a boom, 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 boom. I feel like Sophie, and Sophie needs to be over here on camera. I think Sophie should. Eating if, the salad. If she's, if she's going to... Uh... Yeah, if you're going to talk. If you're going to be involved, be involved. <laughs> if you wish. Escalator stairs. Actually, this chair, you can sit right here. So. I framed it just so you could join us if you wanted he to. He did, too, and I just moved it. I just moved it. It's weird because it's like on a delay. It's so strange <laughs> to watch. Take my... What does um, it, is it chemo time yet? What time is it? Seedon was a food fun's Dr. Blow. <laughs> we'll tell TJ we changed his name to Dr. Blow. Dr. Blow, oh my god, I yeah. spit out my soda. <coughs> yeah, that's how Too I roll, funny. sister. Um, yeah, Mel Gibson's Braveheart. Uh, just sad, not real accurate. Rob Roy is way better, and Liam Neeson's just way sexier than Mel Gibson. All so you're long. saying you would do Liam Neeson before you do Mel Gibson? Uh, if I had to do one of them... Uh, not that I would do either of them. I would do Liam Neeson because Mel Gibson's a drunk ass. Podcast. This is podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing podcasts. Podcasting oh. over here. Hello. Was haben wir für Zeit, Sophia? It is 43. I don't know if you said time. What have we for time? I'm doing drugs on camera. Facebook Live. Let's talk about the price of medication, shall we? Oh, yeah. Go right I ahead. I am currently taking the generic of... How much does that pill cost? My slate. This pill is the generic, and the price that the insurance company actually pays mm -hmm. is about $5,000. What they are charged initially is $11,000 <gasps> per month, and I have to have this to live. I will die without this pill. Oh. And that's the Walmart brand. So, yeah, this is the Walmart. This is the Equate chemo. <laughs> oh, thank goodness Walmart is in the chemo business. No, oh, it's Dylan. Dylan's here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the only thing is, is you know... I, I have cancer, but I don't look like I have cancer, but everybody else in Walmart does. It's kind of weird. So I feel like kind of a jerk when I... Oh, excuse me. That's my... Alarm. <laughs> that's really fucking obnoxious. Stop. Oh, okay. Man. Anyway, I'll take it before I die. It's okay. Um, the reason I ask about the, uh, the alternative medicines is because I am terrified of Alzheimer's. Uh, runs in the family, I have predispositions to it genetically, all that good stuff. So that's the one that that freaks me out the most. And there are alternative medicines, specifically uh, certain mushrooms, not the trippy kind, mm -mm. Uh, just regular <laughs> yeah. kinds of mushrooms, that are not necessarily the cure for Alzheimer's. They but, have to halt it. But, right, they're close they enough to preventative maintenance Take that you could probably not get Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. um, because they're starting the, I don't know how much you... I know there's certain mushrooms yeah. and other, and foods as far as, like, with cancer. Right. That, because cancer cells, in order to divide, they have to hit a certain size. They have to reach a certain size. Mm -hmm. So certain foods uh, and herbs and whatnot will prevent them from growing to that. They'll halt their growth so they'll die before they're able to split. Mm. So that's how, that's how a lot of these foods, you know, the power, the superfoods and stuff that they talk about, how those would benefit someone as far as prevention and stuff. So, and that's when I was talking about biohacking earlier. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's one of the things that I get into is um, trying to find ways to prevent ending up with Alzheimer's because that's terrifying. Don't want it to happen. Well, I remember my grandfather uh, went through that, and it was. Um, it was not fun, you know. 
when when your loved ones don't recognize you. Yeah. And that's some scary shit. That's some scary shit. I wish that there were there were some people in my family that I wish didn't recognize me. <laughs> Why you owe money? <laughs> no, I have no money. <laughs> no, no, not that's not actually true. My family is pretty pretty Can't amazing. Afford I've, I've name got, brand Kima. Hey, no, yeah, oh. no, that was a. Uh, no, I, I'm actually I'm very very fortunate because it's working well and I'm doing. This is just chemo with an accent. I'm doing great. I'm taking chemo, chemotherapy, straight from India. I did not know chemo could be racist. Do you know that in India, in India the same chemotherapy, it is actually only about nine hundred dollars because they want their what? people to live. This exact same chemotherapy would be nine hundred dollars in India. That's yes. ridiculous. Or so I am told. And we pay $11,000 because, you know, the Americans, they can pay that. I don't know. I don't know. Who am I? I'm only a cancer patient. I cannot tell you. The prices we pay are, just for healthcare in general in this country, are not okay. Oh, God. Are you all right? Sweet. Speaking of healthcare. <laughs> Somebody call Dr. Glow. <laughs> oh, God. How is it that I go to make a blowjob joke and you go to make a coke joke? Like, that's backwards. <laughs> no blowjob jokes for, in front of my child. I know, right? I no coke jokes in front of us. Huh? I just said cocaine joke. Like, no blowjob. Cocaine is illegal. Blowjobs are creepy. <laughs> You're not supposed to do anything against the law. I mean... <laughs> Let's just not do anything that involves work. Come on, Eddie, I'll be calling out tomorrow. Is he watching? He might be, you never know. Oh, I said the F word. <coughs> anyway, I know I'm probably the most vanilla comic you've ever spoken to. Mm, no, let's see if that's true. I mean, are there any like middle-aged no. white females that you've spoken to lately? No, I think I think uh, Thomas might have you beat though, man. Oh, is he a middle-aged white female? <laughs> no, just as far as calm and not... Uh, <laughs> Like, doesn't do anything that he... I don't live in my van. I don't smoke anything I take... Well, I take really fucking expensive meds, man. Yeah, your drugs suck. I'm sorry. I don't want any of those. Mm. Normally, I'm all about sharing, but no. It does suck, though, because it... And I... It it creates... Never mind the mind fuck that you've got cancer, but you don't look like it. Like, I tell people, I'm like, yeah... They're like, oh, but you look so great. You look fantastic. I'm like, hey, yeah, you know what? You put dying. frosting on a dog turd, it's still going to taste like shit. It's not going to taste yeah, like a I cupcake. I don't even think a frosting on a dog turd would look good. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it would look like some kind of weird Mexican cookie or something. <laughs> it's like a ladyfinger. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yummy. Delicious. Muy delicioso. It not be something you want to get caught in your teeth. <laughs> That was kind of dumb. I don't know. It's, you're, you're, you're I mean, dogs do eat grass, so. Oh, God. That's only when they have pooping problems. Exactly. And then it's That's out. what Compton does, too. <laughs> He's like, I can't poop. Yeah, then I eat it That's instead you... of smoking it. Yeah, right. I, don't know. I just drink coffee grinds. Just smoking weed, because I'm like, <laughs> just do you really? Grind? Just the grind? Really? No. French just... press. So we were talking about <laughs> French press. So you get your grind, though? Get my grind on. Get my grind on. We'll grind one out. I mean, what? <laughs> Who's grinding out anything these Mm-mm. days? Uh, are there any other questions we need to Negative, address on just here? Just people cracking. My brother's just watching this thing. Just was. people cracking, cracking this up. Australia, Maine. There's a lot of folks from all over the place. Good. 
Good, good, good. Matt Claxton, actually. He was one of the people on here. He's probably gone by now. But Matt Claxton was actually the manager at the Jellyfish when I did my show. So he oh, used really? to hand me wads of cash. And sometimes he... Although he was single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'd have to pick them up off the floor. Uh, Robin. Dang quarters. Mm. Uh, Robin, what'd she say? Oh, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. What does she say? I'm not going to rat y'all out on that one. I'll let people read for themselves. <laughs> I've been on a protein. I, I've been on a heavy protein diet before, so I don't know. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true, Robin. We do not have chemo. I I don't not yet. You're I don't have chemo in. Pass out. Yeah. Too funny. My chemo kills. My chemo does not save lives. <clears throat> no, she um yeah, she's from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah, she is she went to Harvard Medical School. Or Harvard University, excuse me. Oh, fine. No, she went to Harvard. Mmm, I see. And then she worked at Harvard, isn't it? I don't know what the hell she did. I think she was a stripper at Harvard. I, uh, did you know that in a standardized test of the top 400 academic achievers in the country, uh, not one of them went to an Ivy League school? I'm sure. Assholes go to Ivy League schools. <laughs> Robin's an asshole. Sorry. Oh, okay. Or as my mother, I didn't think Robin was. It was just yeah. fun, fun facts. Speaking of assholes, my mother, God rest her soul, she actually, my mother died of breast cancer, which uh. is kind of funny. <clears throat> no, it's not funny, but it's ironic. Well, because I'm built like the poster child for check your tits, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but she was my mother is my mother and father are both where I got my humor. Um, mom was more the she was dry. Snarky, and Daddy was, uh, or he still is. <clears throat> he's, uh, I don't know, he's just quick. Like, he, yeah. Uh, I went up to visit him up in Maine. He lives in Maine. I went up to visit him, and um, a friend of mine. I was able to acquire a painting of, that was done by this man named Nick, and he's reasonably mm-hmm. famous in town. I mean, everybody in town knows him, but he passed away about twelve years ago. My dad who um, he was getting up there. I was saying, I showed him the painting and I was like, isn't this cool? You know, hey, check it out. And and then we went on to talk about other things. And I gave him and my stepmom a hug and I said, all right, I'll see you guys later. We don't say goodbye. You know, like, we can't, there's no, there's no goodbyes, man. Um, I was like, well, love you, I'll see you guys later. And he goes, all right, if I see Nick before you do, I'll tell him you like the painting. Nick's dead. That's just daddy, so that and, you know, inappropriate jokes, you know. Or when we were little, he'd like pretend to throw something away and then suck his entire arm in the garbage can. (laughs) Anyway, but my parents were, we, I'm not going to cry. I have no heart. If I had to have open heart surgery, they'd need a shovel to get to it. Anyway, so yeah, my, my parents, we, we kind of. Things weren't June Cleaver at all growing up. No. Um, and my, uh, but we, our family dealt with everything with humor. Like every one of us is, every one of us is funny. Um, <clears throat> some of us are a little squirrelier than others, but it's just how we did it. Like funerals, even when my mother was getting ready to pass on, we were all sitting in the house 
you know, it was inevitable. We just wanted to all be there for her. And we're cracking jokes. We're sitting around the bed. We're just, just whipping the jokes back and forth. The, the only thing that sucked is she should have been awake to, to appreciate it, you know? She'd have been yeah, laughing right yeah. along with us. Good. Don't touch me with your <clears throat> But, um, so I think I've, with, I've got the three kids here. And I'm pretty sure I've uh, passed that torch along. Cause <laughs> let me tell you, all you have to do in comedy, if you want to be funny, is make babies. Make babies and teach them how to talk. <laughs> and pay Endless material, and then just write. Yeah, just write it down. Because kids are funnier than anything. <clears throat> Why are you looking at me sentimental? I'm not. I'm just making sure you brushed your teeth. <laughs> Did you brush your teeth? No. <laughs> Did you take a shower? Did you clean your room? See, guys, this is what badass comics do. Jesus. <laughs> this is how the other half lives. All you guys living in your grandma's basement, smoking weed, drugging off to really bad porn. There's no such thing as bad porn anymore. No, there isn't. It's nah. all good. Well, there's just preponderance of... If, uh, if you're word of the day, watching... kids. Preponderance. Sorry. Uncle Compton's word of the day. <laughs> Don't put uncle and then he's talking about porn. That's even worse. Okay. <laughs> Creepy Uncle Compton's word of the day. Yeah, preponderance. Tomorrow it will be obsequious. <laughs> preponderance of porn. Jesus, obsequious. Hmm. In Constantinople. All right, Pythagoras. Listen, I am not. Shame on you. Take it back. You already have. <laughs> you, and your, you, know, you and your big ideas. Theorem this, theorem that. Speaking of my big ideas, I have been entertained at you always telling me that I'm overthinking it. Often because I ask you, am I overthinking this? Because I'm notorious You're for overthinking, overthinking it, it yeah. all the time. <laughs> Yet, when I brought up doing the podcast, you were very full of questions about what are we going to talk about? Oh. What, is that a overthinking it thing or do you enjoy planning stuff then? Uh, I like to have a framework. Like, when I have a successful show, it's because I've, I've, I like, I like to have, it's like the outline to a book report or to a big paper that I never did in school, mm -hmm. barely graduated, but anyway. Um, you just have, you know, you get your highlights. You get your highlight points. You get the framework that you're going to work, mm -hmm. and then you just kind of fill the rest of it with bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, you have the main ideas of each paragraph, and then you just put bullshit around it. Yeah. And that's, I just need to have the outline. I just kind of, gotcha. you know, are we going to be doing this, Oprah? So tell me about your childhood. So I hear that your father used to beat you with a coat hanger. I don't do pre-interviews. I, um, I'm, I'm not no, a I fan really... of that because it's not original. It isn't authentic. No. Yeah. That's the reason I steer away from, from that format. That and I just, the idea of sitting in front of a computer and editing something. That's how I feel about that too. Oh, what? Yeah. 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 You know, we were talking earlier about the difference between the, <laughs> what I do with, with this podcast, you know, being a long format thing and having a show show, like a 30 minute show. Mm. And I, even for me, it's hard for me to conceive of a short show for the same reasons because I, I know that there are going to be those highlights in the middle mm -hmm. and that planning them is kind of irrelevant because from, and this is the hippie me talking, that somewhere in that, the wisdom that we all have is going to come through in a couple of stories that we all like to tell. Mm -hmm. you know, and this is old, this is people wiser than me talking, that we all have about seven or eight stories that we tell offhand mm -hmm. that, that make up a big part of our identity and a big part of our history. And 
so a lot of this for me, I go into knowing that everybody is going to have a couple of, you know, a couple of really good stories. And I love hearing people's stories because that's how, you know, that's how I learn. Yeah. And I, it, <clears throat> I was thinking about this on the way home today. Um, Where you go, Sophie? Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking weird oh, Short attention span. Couldn't wait 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes is a long time for a 17 year old, okay? Yes, yeah, Sophie. Case in point, right? Derpy Dylan. We call her Derpy Dylan. <laughs> we don't. Now you call me Man Hands. Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking about, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, I've been writing all day. And I'm thinking, how do you write a joke? I just, I, don't, I mean, pencil. with a pencil. <laughs> Starts cracking jokes as soon as she goes yeah, back over there. <laughs> you guys have been talking about serious stuff. I know. That's, that's what happens when you let me ramble, man. And it the gets... Lord came on, <laughs> said unto his people, you shall go forth and be funny. And it was good. So people tell you about writing jokes, and and that's not your style. Um, it's funny. I'm very good, and very very humble. Uh, <laughs> I'm the most humble person I know. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I can write well. I write well. Like I can take something that you've written and make it better. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you, Compton, because you're so prolific. Oh, I doubt that. I'm learning. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, but I can tighten stuff up verbally. Yeah. But when I'm on stage or when I'm having a conversation, it's sometimes the very first time I've heard the idea is when it comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how lit I'm just, I've always been that way. And I cannot believe that I have not gotten arrested or shot. Shot, I believe that. But I'm grateful for being reasonably attractive and having huge tits because <laughs> it helps. It's kept you from getting arrested. Yes. Actually, one time we were. Taking my kids to the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. It happened. It happened. We um. <clears throat> he walked away fourth time in a row. <laughs> I'm like fourth time in a row. That was true. That was yeah. so Good. Three times I got stopped by the same cop, and I'm not like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. I'm just like, man, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm fucking, I'm exhausted. I'm trying to get kids, you know. And the same cop three times in a row let me go. At the third time, this was probably five years ago. The kids were younger, much younger. Five years ago, we pull away. Sophie's like 11, 10 or 11. Yeah, you were because you're the one that said, she goes, oh my God, thank God my mom has boobs. Because the cop let us go. Was it Anya that said it? Thank God my mom has boobs. I'm like, what? You're right. But what? (laughs) It's not for you to say. I know, but my kids made it. And and I'm, I'm not, I'm just being respectful and, you know. That's, <laughs> anyway, and it happened again. It was on like the day after Thanksgiving. This just happened. The day after Thanksgiving, I was taking the kids to the zoo instead of the mall, and we get pulled over on the way to the zoo. And I'm like, Officer, I'm sorry. He goes, Do you know that you're speeding? And I'm like, I, and I, my, Was I 65 and a 35? <laughs> was it really? <laughs> Shit, I don't even remember. No, no, we weren't. No, we weren't Gulf Shores. Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So I got pulled over in the cop. He was very sweet. He was about 12. Um, he probably, you know, thought I reminded him of his mother. Just couldn't bring himself to do it, huh? He's like, I just can't. I don't want to see an old lady cry. <sighs> <laughs> Hashtag 
hashtag white cougar. <laughs> I would have written you a ticket so fast. <laughs> I need to see you in court again. <clears throat> oh, knock on wood. That reminds me. What does it remind you of? Um, I just had a guy not show up to court. Got lucky. Did you? Uh-huh. Some days, better to be lucky than good. Was he your parole officer? Or? Uh, no, no. Would have yep. been the guy introducing to my, introducing me to my parole officer. Uh, what'd you do? Um, God. Nothing. <laughs> I got a ticket for a plant in a place where that wasn't really that big of a deal, so he didn't really care. I bet it was a geranium. Yeah, he cared so much that he drove me home. We left my car on the side of the road, and instead of driving me to jail, he drove me home and dropped me off. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was. He wrote me a ticket for the same thing that I smoked as soon as he left. Because he didn't search me and realize that I had a whole Tobacco. lot on me. I get geraniums, man. Yeah. They're weird. They, they smell really good, though. They smell yeah, really they good. They remind me of my grandmother. She used to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Funniest part about that story is my um, my father found out because of errant paperwork, like situation well handled, everything under control. Years later, oh, found the paperwork. Oh, can't get away with shit in my family. It you gotta move always, out of your parents' house. It content. always comes around. <laughs> I keep trying, they won't let me. I'm like, honey, we need oh. you for the body parts. We might need a kidney. No. I um, I am not that brother. I the arrangement, the unspoken arrangement in my family has kind of become. My brother's got oh, no, kids. Brother. brother. You know how uh, Hulk Hogan said brother. 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 <laughs> Every time I hear brother, just, brother. Oops. Rip your shirt off. Just get out of that ticket. <laughs> Just practice getting out of speeding tickets. Uh, hey, brother. Yeah. So my brother is the one that uh, has the the kids, which means I'm going to be the one that uh, moves home to take care of to take care of the farm when uh, when that day comes. Is it a real farm, um, or is that just what you call your parents' house? Yeah. We don't grow stuff. We grow timber. It's called trees. Yeah. yeah. They're called trees. Yeah. You're being pretentious. Am I? Compton. My bad. We grow timber. I don't I don't I don't care what you call it. It's like saying I don't know, I can't think. That was so well timed. Please put that in the comments right now. Please put that in the comments right now so everybody can see what we're laughing at. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yo, mama, is that jazz? Is it a jazz cabbage farm? Is it a jazz uh, cabbage farm? No, 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 no. Everywhere now. I wish. Yeah, they're gruesome. Some of the best pod from the Appalachians, man. Maine is amazing for for outdoor pot or outdoor grows. Um, we have have, times you're going to have anyway, to have a sorry. greenhouse in Maine, honey. Your mm. greenhouse has to have. That shit ain't going to grow in the. Negative year round, sure, but yeah. in season, well, in season it'd be great, but yeah, yeah, Maine's got like the best, like actual grass. I remember thinking that, yeah, nobody has to weed their lawn in Maine. I don't know why. We had the most beautiful lawns, of course, you know, maybe it was all the dog shit. I don't know because we're not, hey, we need to go bag the turds. <laughs> Just, 
<laughs> we didn't do that. You just let that's it go. That's what Melly then... said. Like, cause Fertilizer. They were t- uh, her and her friend Mariana, she was talking about that they couldn't go in the backyard because Murray turds were everywhere. She's like, sorry, and Maine, they just kind of washed away. Yeah, they did. Or they turned white over the winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. White all fuzzy the dog comes. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Sciencey overthinking shit. I'll stop. Bill <laughs> Nye, the science guy over here. And kids, today we're going to talk about the science of turds. Mm. I am such a dork. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's fun because you get to be the straight guy, and I was. I'll be, I'll be the straight girl. I mean, yeah. Hey man, hey, but take it as. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like girls with long hair. <laughs> I huh? like girls with short hair. No, I, I don't like girls. Um, yeah. So. Where'd you grow up? You grew up here. No. I grew up in Mobile. Mobile? Mobile and Cincinnati. A split time. Yeah, they're totally not related. Right. Next door, too. I moved to Cincinnati in the middle of high school. Yeah. And uh, and then bounced around a couple of different places for college. Louisiana, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Ended up graduating from Cincinnati and Alabama. That's a nice question. I didn't There's no questions. Her. There's like seven people watching, and they're all like, "This is ridiculous. We're just watching Emily drink shit at, the, at her kitchen table." That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Normally, I'm getting up, going. You want some pie? No, I'm good. Thanks. Are you lying? I just offered you a piece of my pie content, and you said no. You're probably wise. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a hair in it somewhere. That's um, probably not. So, even- for all the people who think you're just sitting here drinking water, and uh, and taking drugs. Um, I was talking earlier about how we all have stories that teach us things, yes. experiences. Um, if you had to grab us an experience that comes quickly to mind that most of these people who know you well haven't heard, which one comes to mind? An experience? Yeah, that formed the way you see the world. That, that is a big part of who you are. That's a really hard question. Can you just ask me my favorite color? I don't. I don't tend to. Mm-hmm. I had an experience with uh, my mother dying. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. That made me stronger because I was very. She was an extremely strong, intelligent woman. And stubborn. And but but good. I mean, she could do anything. She except clean the house. But um, but it was like it was just it just. That was below her. She just couldn't. She didn't want to do it. She she had way bigger fish to fry. Um, but she also controlled every move. I felt she controlled every move I made. Like I felt like nothing I could do. Um. I don't know. I just I always wanted her approval. And she thought I was funny and stuff. And I don't know. I, I don't, and then when she died, anyway, I had to become stronger because I would always go to her before I made any decisions about anything. So my mom dying was probably changed me the most, and then having this asshole. Mom, I'm you. <laughs> Can I rebel tomorrow? Yeah, Sophia comes to me and she's like, "Mom, I'm thinking about cutting myself." No, I'm kidding. Oh I'm God, no. Mom, I'm thinking about driving my car four miles above the speed limit. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm going to Walmart to get cherries. <laughs> she calls me. I called her at work. She's like, "I'm in the I'm going to Walmart to get cherries." Bye. Uh, like, okay. Um, please approve. Yeah, no, I don't know, man. There was that. There's a lot of stuff that's changed. I've changed in just in stages, I guess. 
What was the last stage <laughs> that you walked away from in your life? Oh, it was the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was that change like for you? Uh, that, well, that may have been, might have been the biggest one. I was an at-home mom, uh, shitty housekeeper, no question. Because, you know, I was amazing like my mother. <laughs> I'm a hell of a cook, but Jesus, don't make me do the laundry and the dishes. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he decided, you know, we decided to get a divorce. I, I don't want to get it, you know, because he's eventually going to watch this because they like to stalk my Facebook page in case I do something that might, you know discredit them you can leave all that out but, uh, you can skip to what was it like for you to after something that changed so significantly that it redefined or play a part in, in well, redefining who you are i've always kind of taken the easy path rather than the path that i needed to take and i'd never commit to any i i'll i'll start something and then i'll i'll quit halfway through and up until that point the only thing that i was ever able to complete was childbirth and that's only because it was out of my hands after a certain point, you know. And, um, I mean, I started college three times and I quit all three times. And I had A's all three times. Um, I just, you name it, I, I just, I was a quitter. Um, but after the, after, he, after the divorce, I decided I was not going to sit on my ass and collect a frigging check from welfare and and just be that mom. I had to be an example to my kids. So I went out and I just started. I mean, I made took leaps of faith that I never would have been able to do before. And I think it was my kids that, if it wasn't for the children, I always tell people, if it wasn't for my kids, I'd be dead in a ditch somewhere, or I'd be I'd still be sleeping on somebody's couch or something. I just, that's how I feel. It's probably not the truth, but I just they really ground me and they give me purpose. And um, are you crying yet? <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> you have one. Are you sure? Your asshole. Um, yeah, just the kids and, you know, I went and I got, I, I had no formal education. And so I went, just, I ended up in the insurance industry. And I've been very, very fortunate to have, like, where I work now. My boss is incredible. And his, he's given, like, I joke around, I say he's given me more opportunities to screw up than anyone else on the planet. And I have not let him down. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's been great. And, and, and that was it, really. I mean, I had to start figuring things out. I had to really become a grown-up. Um, instead of just going, you know, being a little military wife. and You know. But um, now I'm really fucking tired. I'm really tired. I wanted, I'd love to do, I'd love to be able to entertain people all the time yeah. and still be able to pay my bills, but I can't, so that's... One step at a time. Yep. That kind of brings us to dun, dun, dun. Stinger's Comedy. Stinger's Comedy. If you want to go full circle, or we can, I can keep asking you intense questions about your psychological coming of age from stage That I don't stage. even realize because I have to go sit on a fucking mountain for... I'm gonna, yeah. Or a toilet. Or a toilet. And yes, toilets are more comfortable because, you know, complete. Until you're or if you want to talk about something more serious, we can talk about Stinger's comedy or we can double back to, you mentioned faith. And not that I want to delve into religion, but 
Uh, but faith is a really good topic when, when we talk about the way things matter in our lives. And that's something that I would love to hear you flesh out how, what yeah. faith is to you, like how, yeah, how that's mattered. Yeah. yeah, because it sounds like that's an important part of... That's um, a hard one because I did not grow up in any... I, I used to I joke that we were Christian-based heathens, mm-hmm. which meant we... Our grandparents, well... We were Christian-based heathens. We went to church at Christmas, sometimes at Easter, and when my parents needed a break. <laughs> you know, they could get these kids out of the house. Um, and I always, my best friend, Christine, her parents were, <clears throat> her dad's a deacon in the church, and her mom, they were very involved in their, their church. They were the Baptists. We had, Christine was the Baptist, Molly was the Catholic, Julie was the Mormon, and I was the heathen. That was like the big joke through our childhood. And, uh, it was great. It was like a girl band. Of, <laughs> and, um, and so I always felt like we, I, I was envious of Christine, especially because her parents were, um, they were cool and they were religious mm-hmm. or not, not even, they weren't heavies or anything. They were just strong in their faith. They still are. They're awesome people. Strong in their faith, had, were wonderful parents. They were so, they treated me like one of their own. And they, I don't know, they just had this great sense of community, and I never had that. I didn't, I never felt like I had that. And I, and I, so I, I got to the point, I've always believed in a greater power, and that we're all part of it. I feel like we're all a piece of it. We're just part of the Bay Energy. So when t- people talk about prayer, and I mean, I could be way off and whatever, but this is just, I can't, it's so hard for me because. I'm all over the map. Ugh. It's so hard for me to really, truly adopt the the Christianity, everything, like how it's set up, especially down here in the South. I have tremendous respect. I mean, when people say grace before meals, I close my eyes and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, just sit, I'm thinking and, and quiet and pensive and, and, uh, but... I just, I don't know. It's, it's I'm, I, I feel like I missed out because no one laid the groundwork. And it's hard for me to start from zero and all of a sudden believe in everything that they're saying. What do you feel like you missed out on? Which, which part? Because you mentioned a couple of things. Do you, do you feel like you missed out on some version of a belief or some version of community or some version of family or but all, all those things you talked about? The faith about, so. is the faith, yeah. Because I look at people that have a strong faith and 85 to 90% of them were brought up in that. So it was something that bonded them and their families. Gotcha. And it gave them, an, it gave them somewhere to go mm-hmm. when they had their problems, when they had their worries, when they had their, when the shit, when the shit started falling, mm-hmm. they could give it to God, you know, and mm-hmm. give it to God. So if I'm, I feel like a hypocrite if I'm going to, I'm going to give it to God because I'm like, whatever. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's really hard, especially, you know, you get all this, all this stuff keeps happening. Mm-hmm. I've, I mean, I've always, I've always lived my life, and I've, I've tried to, where whenever I'm able to give to others, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I have money in the bank, which rarely happens, and someone needs it, I'll lend it to them. Nine times out of ten, I get it back. The tenth time, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other night, as a kid, I don't have a, I don't have a shitload of money. I got three kids, and you know, but. 
I, like, there was this kid. We were at Waffle House. It was, like, midnight or something. We are at Waffle House. And there's this kid in the corner, and he's looking at his phone. He looked at, he was cute. He was a little, probably about her age, a late teenager. And he was just, he just kept wiping his eyes. He's looking at his phone, and, and you know, he's breaking up with a girl. There's someone's, you know, he's just, and he was so cute. And I just paid for his meal. We just left. Like, you just, you got to put the good out in the universe. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, put it out. And because when I get in a jam, and whenever I'm up against a wall, it always I'm always blessed. I mean, it's it's what it is. You're blessed by other people. Mm-hmm. These other people show up and sweep in and save you when you need them. And I don't ever I don't ever ask anyone. I don't want other people to feel like they have to take care of me. But when I, it's just what I don't even have to say something, and all of a sudden somebody's there and they they're helping me mm-hmm. right when I needed it. I mean, maybe this is it. Maybe our conversation is going to make me go. Holy crap! I get it. You know, who knows? Yeah, probably not. I uh, I wish I had that effect on people. You don't know. No. You don't no, know. That. I don't know. I'm I'm. You know, we all have a purpose, man. Everyone. We do. Us. Some we of do. us are just organ donors, but it's a purpose. You know. Yeah, it's very true. There's so much, so much in all of that. Um, what you thinking? Well. I'm, I don't really want to preach, so oh, I... I'm a lesson. Well, I could go down the whole science route of having the conversation of what we have faith in and what our beliefs do for us and how important community is, not just faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you, you also made me think about a, a question I've been asking myself lately, mm-hmm. which is... Um, in the interest of paying it forward and being that loving person and giving what you have when you have it, how does that play into the picture of letting go of the ego? So it's good to be selfless in the presence of others, Mm -hmm. uh, but when you're only with yourself, to ignore the ego and ignore the self can be detrimental. And so balancing those two and loving yourself, getting into how... And, and making it easier so you can do things like pay it forward. Because there's so many people that would never just have the thought to take a look at this kid sitting in the corner and pay enough attention to even come up with a story as to what's going on, let alone care enough to reach out in some way and actually well, touch that so person's life. self-consumed. Yeah. And that get, being self-consumed, the difference between when, when it's appropriate to pay attention to the self and when it's not. Uh, has been an interesting question for me and trying to get better at drawing that line. Like, it's okay for me at home to be indulgent and to be self-indulgent and to pay attention to myself and be a little egotistical and worry about what I feel at the moment. Like, is it is the temperature comfortable for me? Blah, 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 blah. But when you get out in public, realizing that all of that attention needs to go towards other people. And so I use that to to build the faith that you're talking about mm. that I keep doing this behavior so that it'll come back to me. Yeah. Do you do things with the with with that as as an intention or where Mm-mm. when you act like that where are you coming from in in your headspace? It's kind of the same it's, it's ever since I was little. I've just the way I'm wired is to make other people feel better. Yeah. So I and I'm very into I'm empathic. Very in tune with other people's feelings. 
Um, so when you when I ask you if you're doing all right, I know the answer, and you tell me you're fine, you're full of shit, and I understand. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I don't I don't I don't do it. I don't go okay. I'm gonna do this so that later on when I need something, it's gonna come back to me. The fact that I know I know that when I do this for this person, it will make their day better. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is ego. I don't know. I just. It's this why I do. It's why I tell jokes. It's why I want people mm-hmm. to laugh. I'm in my job. I'm one of my gifts. They say one of my gifts is that if someone can come in there with a friggin' gun swing, they call me. Well, I call myself the hostage negotiator. Yeah. If you give me your angry, your mm-hmm. upset, and I will make them laugh and make them hug me before they leave, because. I think it's just having an understanding of people mm-hmm. that, and that's when you have to put your ego aside mm-hmm. and say, if someone's like when road rage, somebody's being a dick to you on the phone, you don't know if their dog got run over by a car that morning. You don't know yeah. that their freaking their wife is a miserable bitch they got to live with, and they're just trying to stick it stick it out for the kids, you know. Right. So the guy, and he's just he just you just if you more ants with honey than with than with vinegar. And there's know? no way to know. There isn't. You don't know. And so kill them with kindness, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, I tr- like even through my divorce, I tried really, really hard to just never speak poorly of the others. Always, you know, help my kids. You know, it's okay to love the other people. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it was a little difficult at times. It wasn't always that way. But, and um, no matter what came at me, I just continued on the positive path. Let me tell you, the, the high road is a mother. It is straight uphill. Yeah, it is. It's the only workout I get is taking the high road. Well, my right. mother always hopes that I will be more religious, and uh, and she's afraid that I'm at odds with with her beliefs. And I try to tell her all the time that I don't because, um, and this is one of the things that I'm curious about when you talk about this this desire for faith is that I have a faith in. The same thing that you do in that doing good will will be good. Yeah. And and that I don't need the rest of the book and I don't need the the proselytizing and all that to go mm-hmm. with it because these are the same values. And Love. so if there is a yeah, and so I wonder, knowing that you know philosophically or from from an experience standpoint in your life, how how that gets you back to feeling like you missed out on some piece of faith. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I feel like I feel like a spectator mm. a lot mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Like I went to an Easter you know, I went to the Easter egg hunt this weekend with my son and I just he was having a great time and then I see all these families just zipping around doing their thing and Paul Paul and Mima and everybody's out there and they're just oh yeah, come on little Jimmy and I'm just I'm just sitting there like I feel like I'm watching some T V show. Like mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of where's mine, mm-hmm. but yet, through that, and there's a lot of pain. Like a real, real comedians, the good ones. You look at all the good ones; they they all kill themselves, either with it's drugs dark. or it's bad. The best ones have the darkest. There, they go the deepest, because yep. the funnier <laughs> you are, the, if you if I start making a lot of jokes, it's I'm, I don't know, I'm riding the wave or something. This. But isn't that the inevitability of all of it? Like, doesn't well, it cascade the for the down gang, from man. the backwards? Like, on, on some level, it's art imitating life, life imitating yeah. art, it all ends in death. 
Dude, that's really deep. I'm not trying to be deep. I'm just. I know. The, I just. The full circle, but it's. A, I think that same concept of the big picture is the same requirement that it takes for someone to be funny, and it's one of the things that you can do as a comedian that I'm still struggling to learn how to do, and that is find the common thread. The same advice that Carolyn gave you to yeah. go in and know the room and know which strings know to play. Know what connects everyone. Right. And that's, that's what, what I'm that, working on. And that's what I tell people. I tell yeah. people, people are so afraid to get to know strangers. Yeah. You have something in common with every single person that you right. meet. You both have parents. They may not be around. You may not know who they are. You both have right. I mean, we all bleed. We all have, we all eat, shit, sleep. Mm-hmm. There's a reason so, a couple of topics. Yeah. I mean... There's always something to talk to someone about. Mm-hmm. You can give me... That's my favorite. A microphone in a room full of strangers. Mm. That's my crack. And it doesn't come... I, and I, I don't have to make them laugh. I'll just go through and talk to everyone to get to know them all. Mm-hmm. Because we're all the same. We all have a story. We all have a connection. We're all here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should start my own religion. I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, uh, I became an ordained minister in 15 minutes online. Dude, me too. Rock on, brother. Highly recommend. I married two couples in Hawaii. Yay! I was nine months pregnant with Vinny. It was fabulous. (laughs) Man, the last wedding I did was in New Orleans. Uh, It was it was beautiful. It was cold and windy and and how many children have come out of your marriages? It was beautiful. Yet three, boom, three, yes, three. Two play rugby in New Zealand. What? Yes, they are kick ass. They're like Nid and in um Charlie, I think. Yeah, Charlie and Nid. Oh, go to New Zealand. Yeah, she was my best mm. friend. I was a nanny in New York. I did the See, nanny thing. I was not gonna talk about history and do the whole everything blah 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 connects to that same thing I always talk about. And you have to go and bring up New Zealand. Oh, Lord of the Rings, what? <laughs> no, that's all the the history in New Zealand is very, very interesting. Oh, Maori, God. the Maori people. Oh, Haka, man, that's on my bucket list. Is yeah? Maori? Oh, yeah. What all you know? He about can Haka the Haka the fucker out of me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Jesus, Mount Modi. I can do the Haka. I'll do it right now. It's not. No, no, I won't. <laughs> I, I, they taught me, and when I was, I, like I said, I nannied in New York, and I used to hang out with the Aussies and the Kiwis and the, the Irish, and um, yeah, they taught me the haka. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I went, did the, uh, did it? In, I was overseas too. I learned. I was in Switzerland when I was uh, sixteen to seventeen. And then I went when I was eighteen to twenty. Took care of kids. And learned multiple languages. I'm a cunning linguist, you know. Oh, really? I am. That's that. I'm still working on English. Really? I've got a silver tongue and whatnot. I can spell anti-disestablishmentarianism and use it in a sentence, but I cannot speak Spanish to save a lick. That's because you use the words in Spanish are really small. Content. You don't know how to use small words. They are muy pequeño. <laughs> Uh, Las I don't know why my brain's not good at that though. It's tricky for me. Yeah, it's always been tough. You that's need... one of my that's one of my things is um uh like I said, not slowing down. There are all kinds of medical reasons behind that. I used to wear these glasses that were tinted blue mm-hmm. because I uh, I see letters in all kinds of random orders that they're not actually in. I c I can't read. You mean you're dyslexic? Yeah. See, there's one word for what you just said. That's why you can't learn other languages, Compton. Just because I gotta know how, I gotta know all the ways to say it. 
and say them all. Yes. And by the time you're done saying them, I have no friggin' idea what you started with. <laughs> you can be comp... Ladies and gentlemen, Not just Jay dyslexic, Smith. though. Let's see. <clears throat> the list goes on and on. This and is on. a normal human sentence. I am hungry. Compton J. Smith translation. I do believe that there are some gastric fluids within my stomach lining that have um, become Just, most... Oh, for Christ's sake. You want something to eat, Compton? <laughs> right? Just cut to the chase. What? Uh. Oh, Narelle. Narelle asks, from Australia, mm-hmm. what's off limits? What doesn't Emily tell jokes about? That's actually a good question. Go for it. I don't do... Well, do I? I only have one joke that even involves rape. I don't like, I just, oh God, that's awful. My date rape joke, the date rape fingernail polish joke. That's the only joke I do. They have that fingernail polish that, ha, that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. detect the date rape, the date rape, rape yeah, 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 And if you that. dip it in your drink, <laughs> my joke is, they need, that was a waste of money researching that. They need to come up with a hand lotion that'll tell you what the guy's FICO score is. And if he's got a bad FICO score, your hands turn black and you get the hell out of there because I'd rather get fucked for a night than fucked for a lifetime. <laughs> that's funny. So, mm. but I don't like stuff that's, if it's just, I don't know, angry, hateful stuff. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like just the harmful stuff. <sighs> Like abortion yeah. jokes are not funny, but I have an abortion joke, and then you know, it's like yeah. you got to do them a certain way. Like the funniest, like There's child like molester jokes. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. do anything if you do it right, and if, time it well. Yes, I think and that's geez, the same thing. We don't right need an, yeah. an anatomy lesson oh, to yes. all of the people out there. We do not need you to describe the contents of your clothing in graphic detail. Because that's the kind of shit I do is over-explain stuff. Yeah, don't do it, man. Just make a reference to it. Mm-hmm. People get it. They know what it looks like. If you ain't got one, you seen one. That's so, one of the reasons I've tried actually writing stuff more. It's because it makes it easier for me to cut stuff yeah, you out. Need to is cut to it out. see it. Because your ideas are good. You're, you've got really good ideas. Well, I've, I've been at this for less than a year. i got a lot to learn. It's okay. got a long way to go. It's all right, man. But I'm looking forward to it. Maybe you just need a little going. brain damage. Knock a few of those words out. Uh-huh. I, I got plenty of that. <laughs> I got plenty of that going on. I got 20 years of professional drinking oh, under nice. my belt. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, my, one of my favorite jokes. Well, okay. My favorite rape joke, which, again, this is horrible, awful stuff. And please, if you're listening and watching and you you see me on the daily at the Winn-Dixie, please, uh, <laughs> Comedy people, these Please are jokes. Forgive me. These are no, jokes. Is Cletus Van Dab does a joke. Yeah. And he says he says, I saved a woman from being raped today. It's called self control people. <laughs> I mean it's just simple. And the way he does it is it's perfect. I've I've heard some good ones. Mm-hmm. Um I like Kirby I asked Kirby kind of the same question because I think that's a common and popular question in in comedy is is, is anything off limits? Um, Kirby, d- there's nothing off limits. For him. No, there's nothing off limits for but Kirby. But he said he. But his take on it was he does it really well. There's nothing off limits as long as you hit the timing. Exactly. If you it, it doesn't matter. It, it was in response specifically to how soon is too soon, and he says as long as it's timed well. That's all that matters. The thing with Kirby is right. when I watch him, I will start getting pissed off because he's going a certain direction with the jokes. I'm like, it's too long. 
one of these freaking jokes. And then he ends it. I'm like, fuck, I'm laughing, you asshole. You know? Like, oh. Still, he still gets you in. Oh, yeah, he totally pulls you in. You're like, get ready. You want to choke him? You want to choke him? And then all of a sudden, you're laughing your ass off. But that goes back to common thread. Kirby's one of those guys that knows how to... He can put it in your head and make you see it. Mm-hmm. Which is, when, when you... Uh, and I can take this into ESP, like I could go a whole bunch of different over-explained directions with this. But being able to find that common thread that everybody can identify with yes. and put that, or that's an even cooler magic trick. Take a picture that people didn't know was their idea and then show them that it was their idea. Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. that's a bigger version of comedy that I can't do yet. Tell them to go to hell so they look forward to the trip. Right. Yeah. Right. I have no idea how that works. Oh, what do you think about Kathy Griffin's comedic suicide? That was a question. Robin had to ask me that question. Yeah, not comedic suicide. Press is press. I think she'll be fine. Just takes time. I'm not a huge fan of hers. Mm, who is? But she's like a train wreck. You can't look away. It's kind of what she does now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of been her thing for a hot minute. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. when I first saw the picture, I wasn't. I wasn't really surprised. I don't think it was a big deal. It, it was, was like, like they knew exactly what they're getting into. Yeah. Like there was even you. There's a tape about conversation of them talking about the fallout. And the she probably just wanted to go on sabbatical for a couple of years and just travel the world and. Oh, she'll come back bigger than ever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you have a hand... I think if you have a hand in your downfall, mm-hmm. then as soon as... And like Kirby says, once the timing's right, you can come back even exactly. stronger. Exactly. Exactly. That's... Cool. that's uh, throwing things across the table. It's all right. Yeah, that, that was yeah, a, a lot of serious conversation. God. Did we, we just do something serious? serious? stuff. Jeez. God, calm down. Well, we've been at this for 81 minutes. Oh my god, so, can we stop? Let's um, talk about stingers. Okay. I have to pee. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I I can keep going at this all night long, and I... That's what he said. That's always what he says the first time. Yeah, they're all liars, every one of them. Every one of them. Every one. Every one. I know, I know, because I've been, I've been that liar been that every time I've Maybe ever I'll said go it. all night. Every time I've ever said it. Yep. I'm gonna go all night uh, sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. All I can mm-hmm. snore all night, mm-hmm. baby. I go all night in my dreams. You're uh, changing the sheets, then. <clears throat> all right. So. What? Yes. I'm not as good at that as you are. I'm just not gonna. Mm. Yeah. I'm still learning. Um. So yes, we could. So stingers. Let's do our stingers. Yeah. Cut we'll to. We'll come back and do serious in part two. That's coming around sooner or later. So Stinger's Comedy. This is now that we've run everybody off and nobody's, there's still some people watching. Robin is still on here. She must have nothing to do. Her husband is flying to the Ukraine right now. Oh, well, I'm glad for joining. Thank you for joining. Robin, thank you for joining. I keep looking at this screen You'll tell thinking Robin. it's the camera. I know. We're looking at our, our phones. Yeah, we're thinking it's you. Sorry. Robin. You're up there. Both we're glad choice. you're here, Robin. Both choice possible. Was it both? Wait. Uh, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Меня зовут Olga, Emily Dillon. And this guy, he's the Woods uh, Compton. I don't speak third person Russian. Oh, man. Ugh. So, yeah. Okay. I have to press a button and reset the, the recording on the camera. It's another thing altogether. Don't worry about it. That sounded so, really technical. Go ahead. Yeah, again, me she not ever explaining both. shit. Robin, love you too, Robin. She's my, she's my sister wife and my girl crush. She <laughs> sent me this woman that I've never laid eyes on in my life. 
sent me a dozen roses for Valentine's Day Sweet. to her girl crush. I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this, but they're beautiful. <laughs> Faclept is how you're supposed to feel. Faclept. Exactly. Um, yeah, so... So the comedy thing. Stinger's comedy. Yeah, so you and I have decided... Well, you decided, you came to me, and you're like, hey... And you were so sweet, Compton. <laughs> you said, Emily, I feel like you're... It's like you're the matriarch of Pensacola comedy. To me. To me. Because I haven't got a clue what the hell I'm talking about, and you're old. So I, I said, didn't say the old part. Hey, I definitely said the first part. This is your version of the story. Go yes. ahead. So this is Compton being... Compton <laughs> using big words. You're the matriarch. You're an old broad who tells jokes. That's not how I meant that. <laughs> Wise leader, female. You're wise, like an owl. I, sh- I should have seen. With a big pecker. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard rumors. Yeah, well, you know, hey, you know, I got more balls than most. Um, <laughs> this is such a worse shit. I don't even know what the hell we're talking about. You were telling the story of our, our first time. Oh, yeah. Talking yeah. about Stinger's comedy. Yes. <laughs> I was born poor blank child. No, um, oh, no, yeah, so. Compton is passionate about wanting to get the scene, the comedy scene, on this side of town, which is the Pensacola, well, not Pensacola, but the Perdido Key, Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, mm-hmm. along, you know, this side of town. Tony Burkett and Olivia Searcy and Jason Switzer. And Zach Van Gestel. And Zach Van Gestel and Matt Mosley. All these guys have it. They've got it tight. It's going, they're doing Ryan they're Pfeiffer. Oh, Ryan. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, or as my daughter likes to refer to him as Strokes. Um, I don't know what she means by that, no, but so I'll tell you what I think because, of it. No, because he sounds like stroked out Shaggy. He sounds like Shaggy had a stroke. <laughs> I it's explained like, better than what I thought. Yeah, oh yeah. So we call him Strokes. He's like, Mah. He does this like, uh, he does like this dying goat laugh man. all the time. And every time he does it, we just, we pee our pants. It's fantastic. Well, I... I gotta say, Ryan, I love you, and I hope to be as funny as you one day. But as soon as you said it strokes, the first thing—I know it'll never happen. <laughs> it'll never happen. The first thing I heard was the sound of his straw and his ice. Oh, when you're you said right. Strokes. That He's was the first the thing ice. I thought. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, oh, so yeah. yeah, so you wanna you wanna build the thing, and right. so we're partnering with this because I'm just—I don't know. Who the hell knows? Because I know, did it once you know before. Shit, right? I know shit and you know people. Well, we both kind of know people, don't we? Yeah. So what we're doing, we're trying to get sh- more shows out there mm-hmm. so that these kids, kids, you're all kids to me. Because um, I'm a matriarch, yeah. I just <laughs> freaking, oh my God. Don't step in, don't step in it if you can accuse no, me I of laying it. it down. No, I love it. Are you kidding me? I'll be Mrs. Brady. Oh, come on in, kids. Let me give you some cookies. Come on into the Boingo Dome. We'll see who gets to leave. <coughs> um, oh my god! Get you later off to wrestle finger. Oh, I'm lovely. Um, so yeah, so we're trying to get the scene bigger and right. get more shows mm-hmm. because there really needs to be a comedy presence on the key. There needs to be a comedy presence in Orange Beach. There is no true comedy club in Pensacola, and I honestly don't think that a comedy club in and of itself could sustain itself. Right. Alone. Like the, what Tony is doing, uh, Tony's just my favorite. Um, all of you, I love you, but Tony is my number one in Pensacola. And he, what he has done 
with the back porch is just incredible. It has been consistent, it has been reliable, and it's so much fun, and it has mm-hmm. grown, and so many people come in there now. And um, so it be and and this isn't like I said, this isn't a competition. It's a co-op. Like we're all. Oh yeah, this we don't get to do this without them. No, this is this is just we'll just like you guys take that side of town. You know, we're not gonna have any gang wars or anything. We yeah. we do have to come up with a hands like a, you know, sting. some gang signs. Yeah, like the, I don't know. <laughs> Was it bite your shoulder and hit your uh, bite your ear and hit your shoulder? So um, yeah, so we're gonna get some shows going down here um, in Rudy Point. We've got one on the thirteenth of April. Yes. That we will be performing at the original point. Then after that, what is it, the 21st? Saturday the 21st at the Flying Harpoon 2 in Orange Beach. Got it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one, and then you said that yeah, we got a couple more that are in the works. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing's concrete yet. No, nothing concrete because uh, that ties into what we're, we're, we're all kind of trying to figure this out as we go and the... One of my ideas for what we're doing out here is helping to prop up Mobile and Pensacola so that we together we can have a bigger have a scene run. all yeah. together. We want right. to be able to have run runs for our for the the touring comics. Yeah. The guys with the real street cred that come through mm-hmm. to give us credibility. Yeah. Um, well, so and, and give everybody credit. Well, yeah. Give, I mean, then our guys will get to perform with them and get to be seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and the word gets yeah. out when you're good. The word gets out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there is some some amount of competition, somewhat, but it really is like a brotherhood, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and my goal has always been, even with Perdido Key Pirate Radio, when we were we were taking huge personal risks for the interest of having a good time, doing something we wanted to do, and uh, ultimately making our friends famous you know finding yeah. ways to get more exposure for more people so we could keep doing what we wanted to do and that's a lot of, of what I've envisioned with this and that's kind of where this is going mm-hmm. we we have an opportunity now to build on what everybody in Pensacola Olivia and Tony and all those guys yeah. have started doing we can we have I always wanted to help like I wanted to find a way to help and, and not get in the way and that's that's kind of why I, I called you and I was like well you've done oh, yeah. this before oh, you're like, help family <laughs> like three kids underfoot isn't enough I want to get in your way too <laughs> I got some problems you can fix yeah, hey, here hey Emily can you edit everything I say please yeah <laughs> yes Compton take out every fourth word third yeah, <laughs> We're down yeah every third. other <laughs> We're doing odds today, Compton. Tomorrow it's evens. <laughs> so, so that's that's kind of, yeah, man. That's cool, which I'm man. I'm stoked about, and it has been, it's been a lot of fun for me to, um, just to to be part of the experience, to learn from from going from calling you and saying, Let's I got this. no idea mm-hmm. how to even approach this. Mm-hmm. So now we're having conversations about what it would be like to put together these these weekend runs for for big time comics, mm-hmm. which I hope will will be good for for everybody because yeah, well, absolutely. But look, the more there is, yeah. the only way to get better at comedy is to do more comedy. Yeah, the only way you can get better. Yeah. So, I I am not good. I'm just whatever. I don't care. You know, come and have a good time. You're gonna get your money's worth because the show's free. <laughs> oh well, oh yeah. You know? and, so. The the amount of local talent 
That's a lot. That you're getting for a free show. Like, when, when we talk, you talk about how good Tony Burkett is. That's so underselling it because Tony was just to on a show. No. He was just on a show with Danny mm-hmm. in what, Destin or Fort Walton? Like, no, with, no, right with down Doug, Doug Canning. Doug, Doug Canning. yeah, Yeah, me. the comedy zone. Right. Like, that's. Yeah, and they want him back. I that's mean, Tony. telling you, man. Yeah. Mm. So when we're, we're being. We are underselling ourselves, but when we talk about the shows that we're, we're talking about putting on, it's not just long-term, we're eventually going to bring some good comics. Like, no. Back Porch Comedy and we Tony Burkett and people are cranking out good comics. Yeah. Like, they are, they have done the work. Well, they've got, they the thing is, they're, they're offering so many opportunities for these people that are, even the people that are new in it. Yeah. I have, when I started, it was me and one other chick, and she wasn't funny <laughs> at all. And so I ended up getting booked on all the friggin' shows because I was the only... They're like, we need funny women. There's no funny women. But there's funny women now. I mean, there's a lot of girl comics out there. Thank God. Because somebody's got to knock Amy Schumer off her friggin' battle stall. <laughs> I, I think that's done. Sarah Silverman's... I think uh, as far as the, the Sarah's female like philosopher hyper left queens... Wing. I, I don't mind good. Sarah, actually. I think she's good. I like her. I, I posed the question one time, like, if if... Uh, Dave Chappelle is the philosopher king currently. Who is the f- the philosopher queen? And you know, Kathleen Madigan is is of course hilarious. Oh, she's wonderful. But I think Sarah is is just crushing it hard. Sarah's right doing really well. And um, yeah, so I, we're talking about it like, oh yeah, Sarah. Oh, well, oh I saw her. We went to Shabbat to the end of the other line. I don't know her, but I follow her work well enough that um, I, I will address her as ma'am if she were in the room. <laughs> But until then, I got to see Robin Williams right before he died. Thank oh, you, Mercer yeah. Morrison. Mercer got tickets for his birthday, and he's like, "Hey, you wanna go?" And I'm like, oh, "Fucking yeah!" So that was like, that was off the bucket list. Seinfeld's gonna be in Mobile soon. Did you see that? I kind of want to go see that one. Do you? Yeah, the Sanger Theater. I'm talking about building, growing a scene. Hofstetter was here, and that's one of the other reasons that that I came back from that show, The Vengeance, because. I have hair in my pie. I did. You want some pie? You need to have some pie. <laughs> no. So, Stinger's Comedy. Stinger's Comedy. Go check out stingerscomedy.com. We'll take you to our Facebook page, or you can find us on Facebook, Stinger's Comedy. Uh, we got shows coming up and, uh, and more show dates to come in the future. And here comes this pie. This oh, lovely pie. Pie fixes everything. <laughs> I'm going to eat on camera. Come to my house and I'll feed you my pie. There's a... No need. Eat the pie. Just eat. You're too skinny, Compton. You gotta eat. Did you see uh, when... What was the name of the movie? Michael. Uh, It was John Travolta playing the archangel. Michael. Mm Mm-hmm. And they smelled pie. Okay. Eat it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is it acceptable? If I'm chewing, you gotta talk. Oh, I mean, I have to. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, so yes, I made pie, and that's one of the things. Being being from Maine, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I have not found anyone in the South that can do is make a damn pie. Really? No one. No restaurants. Maybe somebody's grandma, but I haven't been to somebody's mm-hmm. grandma's house. Mm-hmm. Next time my dad's in town. Fruit pie. Next time my dad's in town. Fruit pie. It can't be this. I'll get you hooked up. Key lime bullshit. It can't be mm-hmm. like peach pie or pecan pie. I mean pecan. I get I get crap for saying pecan. A pecan, something like you go take it camping with. Um, yeah, no. Uh, My father is a... 
a baker. Oh, he is? He, he can handle that. Can he make a pie crust with lard? It's the only way to make it. Oh, yeah. I didn't make that. I bought it, but... Oh, yeah. He, he's also a chemist, so he does baking pretty well. He's a chemist? Mm-hmm. You guys are such overachievers. I bake pies with nuclear... Mm. Well, it's just like his thing. Being... It's his thing, so he's he's really good at it. Like, he he's a chemical engineer, and so when he cooks, he, he thinks like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Fed me my whole life, and it's been delicious. Well, you, yeah, you grew. I mean, it worked. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I'm good with groceries, too. I can prove it, though. My, I, I'm my, not. I'm meant to be, like, six foot nine. I, I can grill. I'm real good at eating fruit. Like, I can cut fruit. Like, I'm, mm. Eating fruit? Mm-hmm. But I can't. I and you're straight? I don't cook anything. I know, right? It's just... I can eat fruit, too. <laughs> uh, Anyway, for the record, Compton ate M's pie. Yes, mm -hmm. and he hasn't mm -hmm. found the hair yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God. Mm -hmm. oh, Robin is having fun. When you listen to so, this podcast, M, please note you said you have hair in your pie. It's a, a well-waxed pie. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And I only spit in one piece. <clears throat> Thank you. You're welcome. Glad it was mine. Yeah. It's well, good. I'm going to share the love. Well, it tastes like Crest. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the op optic whites, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Or is that Colgate? I don't know. But the red stuff in the red too. Anyway, so Stinger's Comedy, check us out. <laughs> Let's do it. Facebook, we'll spin like your our pie. page. Yeah, we'll sp <laughs> <laughs> Stinger's Comedy, we'll spit in your pie. Well, <laughs> I love our logo. Can I just tell you that? Mm -hmm. Sam Johnson. Mm. Sam. Mm -mm -mm. Johnson. You could say it. Yeah, Sam Johnson. Sam Johnson got a, t uh, a tattoo of my face on his ass <laughs> because I sent him comedy. I sent him a clip that I had done four minutes. He watched it. Sent me back fan fucking tastic. And I jokingly said, Yes, Sam, you never know. Someday I'll be fake. And he's a tattoo artist. He's, I gotta wow. tell you that. He's a tattoo artist in Maine. And I said, Yes, Sam, you never know. One of these days. Uh, I might get famous enough somebody will tattoo my face on their ass. And so? And Sam goes, I'll do it. I ain't chicken. And so he did. Incredible. So on that note, ass face and told Jesus. That's my name now. My name is ass face. <laughs> ass face and tell Jesus. We'll call mm. you Jesus von Braveheart. <laughs> no, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Highlander dude. Yeah, because that has a great ring to it. Or just hi, dude. Dude Lander. Dude Lander. See? That's why I'm not the old comedian around here. It's okay, honey. I'm the newbie. All right. Dude he Lander. calls you ass face. He does call me ass face. So, dude Lander and ass face. That's dude us. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Yay. ladles and jelly spoons, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time. This is Dude Lander and Ass Face signing. signing off. Goodbye. Until next time, thanks for joining us in podcast land. Truth, love, and peace.